0: everyone, welcome to another week of The Swim Report, where we keep you up to date with the latest Hornets sports updates. I'm your host, Neil, and thank you for letting me into your ears today. We've got a fun episode for you this week all about football. No, not the football you're thinking of. We're talking football, the beautiful game that actually puts their foot on the ball. To kick things off today, Rin Lee will be covering our women's team in a recent game versus the St. Mary's Gales. And after our halftime break with Capri Suns and Orange Slices... Joey Agiri will be joining us to chat about our men's soccer team and their recent trip down south. So make sure your AirPods are charged, because I think you'll get a kick out of this one. Joining us now is one of our very talented sports reporters here at the Hornet, Rin Lee. Uh, Thank you for joining us, Rin. Why don't you tell the listeners a a little bit about yourself and where you're from?
1: Uh, yeah, my name is Rin Lee. I'm, uh, I'll be covering most of the women's soccer this semester. I went to College Park High School in the Bay Area.
0: Oh, another Bay Area kid here, are yeah. we? <laughs> Who are some of your teams?
1: Uh, I mostly just follow ba- uh, basketball and baseball. Um, I'm a Warriors fan and the Giants.
0: It's a lot of championships the last 10 years. It's oh been yeah. a pleasant life oh for you, yeah. hasn't it? <laughs> You mentioned that you're covering the Sac State's women's soccer team for us this semester. They were just down in your old stomping grounds in Moraga to play the St. Mary's Gales on September 14th. Looks like that was a tough game for the ladies, You know, kind of falling behind from the jump. What happened?
1: Yeah, they were up against St. Mary's. St. Mary's is a really great team. They were coming off a 6-3 win, going for their fourth in a row. Right from the beginning, especially in the first 10 minutes, you could see exactly how the game was gonna go. They had a hard time keeping possession of the ball. And it was after the penalty kick halfway through the first half that their defense really went on the decline.
0: So what second-half adjustments did the Sac State team make?
1: Coming out of halftime, Sac State made some adjustments to their formation to better match St. Mary's in the midfield. They just couldn't adapt fast enough, and St. Mary's took advantage.
0: You mentioned earlier that there was a pivotal penalty kick in the first half of the game. Goalkeeper Izzy Palmateer mentioned that those are really difficult kicks. You being a former soccer player and goalkeeper, as you told us, What's it like to take a penalty kick in the middle of the game?
1: It's nothing anyone ever wants to ever deal with. You, you get a penalty kick, that's like worst case scenario. You, you don't want to have to deal with a penalty kick, especially in the middle of the game. As a, as a keeper, you're alone in the box with one person from the other team. Everyone has to be outside the box and you can't move from the goal line until that player touches the ball. So you're basically it's all guesswork. You're guessing which direction you're You're guessing how high to kick, how, how how high to dive, how low to dive, how far. And Palmateer did all right with that. Uh, she got really she got lucky. She picked the right side, she it just slipped through her fingers. She didn't she didn't get far enough.
0: Oh, getting a hand on the ball and just yeah. missing it's gotta be tough. Yeah. Overall, I think it's safe to say this is a young team with a lot of freshmen and sophomores. How does the coaching staff approach developing a young team, and what are the, some of the strategies for building cohesion and resilience among these younger players?
1: Sac State is at a pretty big disadvantage with this coming out of high school teams. They have to adjust to college level playing. They have to adjust to playing against teams that have this. Exp- they have to adjust to, to playing against veteran teams as a younger team and something that's been that i've heard multiple times from the coach and from players is just taking less learning something from every game they play even even a game like especially games like this one against st mary's they have to learn from it or what do you get out of it
0: absolutely you always learn a lot more in losing when you win there's not a lot of problems to fix but when you lose you you know coaches can come in and say hey this 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 and this Coach Randy Denini mentioned the importance of staying positive and supporting each other, even as these losses start to pile up. How does this team foster a positive mindset, and what impact does it have on their performance and development?
1: Yeah, so soccer is a low-scoring sport, and in a game, especially in a game like this, it's really easy to get frustrated and angry. And a lot of times you'll see an increase in yellow cards, maybe even a red card. But... Something I've noticed about Sac State women's soccer is they're very good at staying in the game and staying in that mindset and not getting down on themselves. They've always been really positive when I talked to them after games and they're coming together as a team. So while these losses are piling up, ultimately you do learn more from a loss than a win. And as a new team, that's something that they can build on and take away from these games.
0: Thank you, Rin. We're looking forward to hearing more from you this semester about our women's soccer team. Thanks for having me. And joining me for the second half of our soccer podcast today, we have Joey Aguirre. Joey, uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself?
2: I'm a first time sports reporter at the State Hornet. Um, This is my senior year and I'm from Stockton, California, although I went to high school in Manteca at East Union. Nice.
0: Who are some of your teams from down there? I like to watch the Thunder. Thunder, yeah, yeah, Yeah,
2: they got a good team. The Raiders and A's, unfortunately.
0: Yeah, you're loyal. I aye, respect aye. it. You covered the Hornets men's soccer team recently uh, as they had a three-game winning streak come to an end at Loyola Marymount. Can you talk about what happened during their three-game win streak and what happened that it all came to an end? Yeah, well, they were scoring goals for fun within that three-game winning
2: streak. I think they had nine goals scored in those three games. And then they came up against a good team in LMU. Uh, I believe they were ranked number 24 at the time, and that was just – they got outplayed, but they ha- they hung in there. It was a close game, and they had their chances, and they very well could have easily won or tied that game.
0: I mean, I know you always want to win, but I think there's a lot that can be learned from playing a good opponent and really figuring out who you are. Against the University of Pacific, we saw Gennaro Afaro play a huge role, both offensively and defensively. Can you talk about what makes him such a valuable player to this team?
2: Yeah, he was great against UOP. Um, He's a fullback, so honestly one of the most important positions on the field because they're responsible for helping uh, contribute to the offensive side of the game, but also they're expected to contribute defensively too. And so in that game, he had two assists, And in my article, I wrote that after he picked up his first assist, a couple minutes later, he had a clutch interception that would have prevented a a clear goal-scoring opportunity for Pacific. And so when you've got a a fullback that can contribute offensively and then he's putting in great work defensively, that's a coach's
0: dream. Absolutely. And as we all know, defense wins championships, Mm -hmm. so I'm glad they got a stout back there. Brian Gutierrez returned to the starting 11 after serving a two-game suspension due to a red card. What kind of impact does Brian have on this team?
2: yeah he's coach's uh, first first choice left back and so when you've got your first choice left back out there and he's you know he's got good chemistry with the other defenders that really helps make it more easy for everyone on the pitch if you've got your second choice left back there you know it's going to be harder for everyone else because you, you don't build that chemistry and you don't know each other's game that well you're not really practicing together so when you've got everyone out there and you you like build good connections with them, it's easy to, to have success.
0: Chemistry is key. If you know you can trust the guys around you, you can focus on your, on your assignment more rather than venturing off and trying to help someone out. That's how bad things happen. You also mentioned that Mac Learned it, had an impressive game with multiple saves. Explain to us why having a good goalie is so important for a soccer team.
2: Oh yeah, within these last couple of games, he's purely responsible for keeping the score close in all of the matches. I said uh, on Twitter that he was he's one of the best shot stoppers in the country in my opinion and the stats back that up right now he's number 1 for total saves in NCAA Division 1 men's soccer and so when you've got a good goalkeeper who's who's saving everything that really makes life easier for your defenders i talked to Brian Gutierrez after their game against San Francisco and i asked him about what it's like you know having a great goalkeeper behind you, and he said that life just is so much easier when you've got a brick wall behind
0: you. Absolutely, it makes sense. Now, i got to ask, though, he leads the country in saves. Is that a good thing, though? <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's not something that,
2: that you want, especially as a coach. I talked to Coach Lindenberger after the game. I asked him about the, how they're giving up so many shots. In their last four games, they've given up 42 shots on, tar- on target, and that's not something you you want to, ha-
0: to see on the box score. I feel like you'd kind of rather have a goose egg at that stat. For sure. In the game against LMU, Hassan Al-Sakadi put the Hornets on the scoreboard real early. What's it like playing with a lead that early in the game? Oh, yeah, that changes your entire game plan, especially
2: when you're playing against a stronger team and you get that early goal you're playing with house money there. Uh, of course, you, you want to win every game, but sometimes you have to be realistic and say, hey, we're on the road here, we're playing against a strong team a tie is a perfectly fine result.
0: Well, it sounds like it's a good thing that they're at least hanging with ranked teams. That gets them going in the right direction. Hopefully they can get back on a winning streak here soon. We're looking forward to hearing more from you as we get deeper into this season. Thanks for coming out, man. Thank you. And that's the final whistle. No extra time today on this podcast. I hope you enjoyed our coverage with our men's and women's soccer team. Please check back in soon as we check in with Jack to see how our men's American football team is doing. Thank you for listening. Be a friend and tell a friend.